Hi, my name's Raymond. And my name's Paul. And we both read this story, The Scarlet Abyss, made by James Hurst. I found this story to be depressing because in, this, in the beginning of the story, the setting made the mood sound dreadful. And when Doodle was born, his parents didn't really care for him, and they had no belief in Doodle that he would a- actually survive. And also later in the story, when the narrator taught Doodle how to walk, Doodle in the end just dies. And I find, I find that losing a family member can be hard. What do you think of the story? See, you know, I found the story and the narrator, it's, narrator itself to be a bit cynical because the only reason why Doodle could, be, could walk was due to the narrator's own selfish needs and thoughts of Doodle not being a normal person, unlike, unlike his friends. So I just found it to be a, a bit depressing as well. See, now, after reading through The Scarlet Ibis, Raymond and I mutually agreed that the whole theme of the story was pride. Raymond, what do you think about our theme? Well, this reminds me of a story when I was younger, when I played a game called Grotopia. And what's Grotopia about? Uh, it's a game where, it's, it's an online game where you um, farm and All try right. to get rich. Alright. Okay, so I was really good at that game, so, um, I had pride in that game, but then my pride turned to arrogance. Why? And then a consequence happened. Huh? Like and what? then I lost everything I had. But then, but I learned a valuable lesson through that. I I sh- I can be prideful in a game, but I shouldn't let pride turn into arrogance. Moving on to help you guys understand the story more that we read, Paul Paul and I decided to do a thirty second summary. And Paul will start. Oh yeah. By the way, my. 30 second summary will top yours. We'll see. Here. Three, two, one, go. See, now the narrator has his brother named Doodle, or William, some fancy name, whatever. And he's a, his brother is sort of physically deformed. His head's apparently shriveled and he can't walk. So, as a result, the narrator has to keep carrying him around to places, and they eventually end up at Old Woman's Swamp, where they uh, they make stuff and things, and eventually that's where the narrator teaches Doodle how to walk, until Three. suddenly they don't have time to walk. Time's up. Oh my god, that was so bad. Okay. Well, I guess we can move on to a Raymond summary of it. Okay, I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Um, the story, um, Doodle has... No, Doodle is the brother of the narrator, and he was born, and his parents had no faith in him that he survived. He has, like, a heart thing that he's, he's weak, and he's, like, okay. has informities. Um, deformities, I mean. And the narrator helps Doodle to walk only because he was embarrassed of not having a brother that can walk. And in the end, Doodle dies, and it's sad. The end. The end. <laughs> All right. All right, that was a, that was pretty bad. Anyways, don't forget to vote. Yeah, yeah, vote. Make sure you finish your sentence. Make sure you finish your sentence, Raymond. Now, anyways, in the short story, The Scarlet Abyss by James Hunt, I guess he reveals that pride can bring the best out of a person, but can also reveal a different side of a person. And we chose four quotations from the story to help describe this theme. Our first quote that Paul and I found was, They didn't know that I did it for myself. That pride, whose slave I was, spoke to me louder than all their voices. And that Doodle walked only because I was ashamed of having a crippled brother. 
Paul, what do you think about this quote? So, I guess when the narrator helps Doodle to walk, he might feel guilt for his pride because he only helped Doodle for his own selfish reasons. What did you think? Yeah, I think he treated Doodle as like an item because he, he was he's like using Doodle to make him feel better about himself. Yeah, he didn't want he didn't want anyone to see a, what horrible brother he had, it, yeah. which was like Yeah, in, in the beginning of the story he been he named his brother Doodle because in the beginning he said no no one expects much from a guy named Doodle. Really? I thought it was because like he looked like a doodle bug when he was walking around. Yeah, also that. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Uh, our next quote. Once I had succeeded in teaching Doodle to walk, I began to believe in my own infallibility, quoted on first page 349. Now, Raymond, what did you think about this? I think that his, his pride may have think that he's perfect and which is, turns into arrogance because he succeeded to teach Doodle to walk, which is like only one thing. And he became delusional and made himself do no wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I said. I was like, he became delusional into thinking that he could do no wrong because, like, uh, like that's reflected on human beings a lot. I mean, we do something great, we're praised for it, and then we're like, oh, I'm really good at this. It's like, really, really neat. Anything, what? Crap. Our next quote is, once I had succeeded in teaching Doodle how to walk, I began to believe in my own infallibility. Raymond, what do you think about this quote? I think his pride made him think that he's perfect and that, and that pride turns arrogant because he succeeded to teach Doodle to walk, which is only one thing, and he became delusional and made himself do no wrong. Yeah, see, no, I would say something, but you basically said everything that I said. I just said that he became delusional, he thought he could do no wrong, and I guess that could be reflected on human nature. I mean, we're praised or we're good at something we do and eventually we become so confident in ourselves that we eventually lose sight of the people around us and the potential they have as well. Moving on to the more positive side, our third quotation that we picked was, I should have already admitted defeat, but my pride would not let me. The excitement of our progress had gone for weeks. Raymond, what do you think about this? Well, even though we've been talking about how pride negatively affects people, such as the narrator, pride can also motivate people for the positive. For example, the narrator helped the narrator the narrator's pride motivated him to help Dudo try to become a normal person, even if the concept's negative. <laughs> yeah, you basically said everything I said, so I don't feel like there's a need to say anything. In summary, my analysis was even though the narrator was talking about how, no, no, the author was talking about, was showing how pride negatively affects people, like the narrator. I get, he, he also talks about how it motivated the narrator to also help Doodle try to become a normal person, even though it was a kind of selfish reasoning. You know what I'm saying? Do you have an example of your life that connected this quote? Oh, I guess I was prideful in some games that I played, like this one game called uh, Minecraft, and I guess my friends had more diamonds than I did, and I guess they had better loot than I did, and I really didn't want that, so I pushed myself out of the pride that I want, that I had for how good I was at the game, and that pushed me to eventually beat them and become better, the better person at the game, even though it was sort of like a bit of a selfish reasoning. Well, that was an insightful story. Thank you. 
We'll continue on to our last quote. Our last quote is, The knowledge that doodles at my plants I come to not was bitter, and that streak of cruelty within me awakened, on page 353. What do you think of this quote? Relating this to the theme statement where we said that pride brings out the best and the worst in people, the narrator is at the point where he realizes that he has flaws, and I guess that just brought out the worst in him, because soon after this quote, he basically leaves Doodle behind in the, for, in the swamp where Doodle is unable to walk. So, yeah, pride does show the worst of people sometimes. Oh, what did you say, Raymond? Yeah, I agree, because I think his pride affected him so much, it kind of showed like a different, more evil-like side of him. Because he would have said that his plans for Doodle was like all for nothing. All of his efforts on Doodle was all for nothing. Because in the in the end, Doodle failed to impress him and he left and he left his brother behind because of that. Stories typically have symbols or allegories from time to time, like how doves mean peace or red means violence, blood, anger. And to help you have a even more better understanding other than the quotations which we explained, we picked a quotation which we are going to describe and talk about that we both have agreed that can mean, that can have a literal, metaphorical, and symbolic meaning. Our quote was, but all of us must have something or someone to be proud of, and Doodle had become mine. I did not know then that pride is a wonderful, terrible thing, a seed that becomes two vines, life and death. So, Raymond, I heard that you have some pretty detailed notes about the first quote, first tier. Tell us. Uh, well, the narrator is proud of Doodle because he had come so far. Remember, in the beginning, when Doodle was born, he could barely crawl, and they had no belief in him. But the narrator only helped Doodle to walk because of his pride. He was embarrassed of not having a brother who can't walk. And after spending a week of trying to, talk, to walk, he, fi he finally could. Mm -hmm. And that boosted his pride up. Yeah, yeah, literally says that Doodle is his pride in everything that he wants. Yes. Trying to find a symbolic meaning in this quote. I guess a passage could be a metaphor for the choices of life and death, which leads into the eventual death of Doodle. Because in the story we found that the narrator is the cause of Doodle's death, though this may be a far stretch, the narrator could be playing God because through his own prideful actions, he's sort of forcing Doodle to learn how to walk, and he's choosing which vine that Doodle crosses, and because he loses in his battle of helping Doodle to walk and loses his pride, I guess he forces Doodle to sort of walk the vines of death. <coughs> what? Like, it's, really, it's a really bad stretch, but I guess, Raymond, what do you think about this? Well, I guess continue on with that. I think that Doodle has now become like an item to him, and because he said like, my, he's become mine, and, not, and like, Doodle's like no longer his brother. And you think he uses Duda as something that makes him feel good and like proud of himself. So like there's like a negative and a positive effect with this pride. The positive or like the life part of the vibe was like Duda was able to walk, but the negative part or the death part of the vibe was that now pride has taken over the narrator. Yeah. Well, Raymond, after reading through this story, what do you think about it? 
Well, this story reminds me of a time when I participated in a thing called OM, which is another thing called Odyssey of the Mind. And what did you do in it? It's a team of seven people, uh-huh. and there are like five problems. We choose one, and we um, solve that problem okay. by building, making our own script and building our own set. Yeah, and how's that relevant? Okay. And I was prideful of this work, and it affected us positively and negatively. The pride, the pride in us helped us build, helped us build more motivation and work harder to do good in the competition. Right. However, our pride sometimes got in the way of working together as a team because we weren't accepting each other's ideas. Because we always, because we all thought that our own idea would be the best. Paul, what do you think about this quote? I guess the the quote just shows that you need to show patience to pride because when the narrator decided to leave Doodle behind due to his frustration and broken pride, that caused Doodle to unfortunately die. And I guess for me, it reminds me of a time a couple days ago during swim that I just couldn't beat this one time I wanted for swim and I guess since I took pride in the fact that I've been swimming for a long time I guess it just really frustrated me and I couldn't really see uh, I couldn't like properly see straight I guess that just and I guess I uh, my actions affected people around me just like the narrator to doodle well, Raymond, after hearing all the talk about different tiers and how they affect the characters and us ourselves, what does this sentence call you to do? I think this sentence calling me to find the boundary line where being prideful goes too far. I think that is good to have pride, but I shouldn't let pride change me for the worse. From now on, I want to accept that not everything can go my way. I should be more humble and modest to others instead of being arrogant. Paul, what do you think this quote calls you to do? I guess this, the quote calls me to look at myself and reflect on myself about how I act and how I behave. And I want to try to look at everyone's point of view about different events with a clear understanding instead of being blinded by my own beliefs or pride. All in all, these characters have been affected by events in different ways, either good or bad. Paul, who would you like to include a blessing for? I would mostly like to bless Doodle, because he's the one that I have most contempt for. I mean, yes, he was crippled, and he wasn't like other people, but I guess what really made me feel bad for him is once I started digging down and analyzing everything, I realized that... He was innocent. He was innocently unaware of the narrator's selfish wants. He wasn't aware that the narrator wanted to only help him because he felt pity for him, and he was pu- pushed to his absolute limits by his brother, because in the passages I'm pretty sure they do say that the narrator made him swim until his face turned blue, and I mean I guess that just hit a nerve in me because the narrator just only did it for his own wants. Raymond, what did you, uh, what, who did you pray for? Um, I would like to include a blessing for Aunt Nicey. 
Um, she was the only one who believed in Doodle surviving. Remember when Doodle was born, that none of his family members thought he would survive, mm-hmm. so they didn't even name him. And she was, and Aunt Nicey was like really the only one that cared for Doodle more than the, more than the, their parents and narrator. And Aunt Nicey kind of reminds me of my mom, who always believes in me and cares for me. I guess Raymond and I are finished talking about the Scarlet Opus by James Hurst. It's a pretty good short story. If you haven't already read it and are somehow listening to this for some reason, you should probably give it a read. Raymond, have anything else you want to say to this? No, not really. I think we've pretty much summed it up. Alright, so I'm Paul. And my name's Raymond. Give a, make sure you give a vote for who did their 30 second summary better. And I guess that's it. Bye. Hello, this is Aiden McGavin. And this is Raymond Wynn. And we will be discussing the um, some comparisons and uh, differences between Harrison Bergeron and uh, World of Tomorrow. Hello, this is Aiden McGavin. And this is Raymond Wynn. And we will be discussing the um, some comparisons and uh, differences between Harrison Bergeron and uh, World of Tomorrow. Hello, this is Aiden McGavin. And this is Raymond Wynn. And we will be discussing the um, some comparisons and uh, differences between Harrison Bergeron and uh, World of Tomorrow. Hello, this is Aiden McGavin. And this is Raymond Wynn. And we will be discussing the um, some comparisons and uh, differences between Harrison Bergeron and uh, World of Tomorrow. Hello, this is Aiden McGavin. And this is Raymond Wynn. And we will be discussing the um, some comparisons and uh, differences between Harrison Bergeron and uh, World of Tomorrow.